following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with April J. Ford. April has faced adversity in her life, such as childhood sexual abuse and becoming a widow and a single parent at 32. Through all of her challenges, she has managed to rise above them and conquer her life. She'll help you to do the same. Now, here is your host, April Ford. Welcome to You're Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. I'm April J. Ford. Our exciting topic today, learn from those who have overcome. And before I bring on my guest, Resurrection Graves, I love to say hello to all of our listeners out there who are listening to You Are Not Alone all the way across the country and the globe, just to name a few places. We've got Kamano Island, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, in Washington, Nelson, British Columbia in Canada, we've got Beijing, we've got Delhi, India, Chicago, Silicon Valley, Tokyo, Phoenix, Vegas, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Tel Aviv, Boston, Seoul, just to name a few. Thank you to my listeners out there. So I offer this show as an example for people who may feel alone during adversity, that they are not alone, and that there is hope. Your journey called life is filled with happiness, success, fulfillment, and even disappointments and adversities. I'm here to say that there's golden blessings to be discovered even when life throws you a curveball and you can still experience joy. I believe in taking a holistic approach to empowerment, so this show will bring on expert guests to help you with tools and tips to create a roadmap that guides you in finding who you are and how to handle the challenges. This is how you will transition and transform into who you're truly meant to be. To find out more, go to the website at feeljoyagain.com. So on with today's show. The greatest healers are the ones who have been healed. Healed from setbacks, life challenges, and adversities. A dear friend and colleague of mine, Resurrection Graves, and I call her Rez, who has overcome boulders of adversity. Resurrection continues to empower and transform lives all over the world with poverty, homelessness, child sexual abuse, and entrepreneurship. She's passionate about these topics because she has been there herself in all the categories she speaks on. She doesn't preach from a place where she just took notes in a seminar or an online credited curriculum. She endured and overcame life's challenges. She's been featured on the Today Show as well as other local, national, and international media outlets for her work with Glory Soldiers Global, paying it forward by empowering others how to transform their lives. Welcome to You Are Not Alone, Rez. April, thank you. That was such a great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm bringing you on, of course. What is that? 
<laughs> so for our listeners out there who haven't seen the Today Show episode where you and your husband were featured on, on, you know, on that show, tell us, you know, how you guys met. The love of your life, I should say. Yeah, so um, Devin and I met while we both were in this rose of experiencing homelessness um, individually. So he uh, was a military veteran who had difficulty transitioning to civilian life, and um, he just, you know, found himself in a shelter. He actually experienced street homelessness. I did not. Um, But, you know, I had slept in the car, had my daughter with me, and um, just could not seem to figure out how to overcome what I was going through. And then I felt like um, God was telling me to go to a particular homeless shelter Mm -hmm. in Virginia. And I was obedient. I did that. It was the same week as the Washington, D.C. earthquake. Oh, wow. And okay. that same, the day after the earthquake, um, Hurricane Irene started. And so there was a whole week of a monsoon <laughs> wow. of rain that sort of took over the area. And I went into this homeless shelter where I felt like God was telling me to go. And they told me they didn't have a bed. So I slept in the car that entire week. And at the end of the week, I went back in, and there was someone new at the desk who said, yeah, I'll, I'll let you in. Um, and he mentioned that there were three beds available that entire week. So that kind of dispelled the myth around homeless shelters, that all homeless people should just go to homeless shelters. Uh, but when I got into the shelter, it was Devin that I met, and I realized that that's who I was being sent to meet. Um, and the only clue I had was to look for selflessness. And it seems that everything Devin did <laughs> was just um, incredibly selfless. Wow. And, um, and so there was some con- confirmation there. Mm-hmm. And we weren't there long. We pretty much knew that um, we were on assignment to meet each other, and he was the one, and I was the one for him. And um, shortly after that, we decided that, you know, we would get married, and we did so at the Jefferson Memorial, and the rest is history, good history. <laughs> wow, that's amazing, that's amazing. Now, I'm sure nobody would ever imagine, you know, meeting their life partner um, during that phase and time and season in their life of being homeless and in despair, great sorrow and great challenges, and to meet them at that place in, you know, a shelter. Yeah. I, I certainly wasn't looking. Uh, <laughs> let me just say that. Um, that is not the ideal place where you right. meet someone. I have I have met some other people who said, oh, I, you know, I met my husband in a shelter or, you know, what have you. Um, what I love about our story is that we really um, work together to overcome mm-hmm. what we were going through. So we did not maintain sort of this poverty environment, but we took it and we said, okay, what resources do you have? What resources do you have? And we mm-hmm. pulled those resources together and um, and were able to sort of come out of it thriving. Okay, that, that's so good. That's a good while, point. While I was homeless, it was definitely challenging. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us, you know, how did you get to that place of 
where you're at. How old was your daughter at the time? Okay, so when she, when we became homeless, she was, I believe, 13. Okay. And how did you get to that, mm-hmm. that rough part of your, your season of your life of being homeless? I mean, was it a loss of a job? Was it, um, you know, losing your we, home because yeah. of income? Yeah, so I have always been an entrepreneur, and I stepped out on faith and um, opened up a massage center. Um, I do have a degree in massage therapy, and um, I'm a very good massage therapist. (laughs) And I opened up a a massage center that was 2,000 square feet. And so it was about the size, if not bigger, than some massage entities. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people loved it as a healing center. I got, you know, several thousand clients. Um, but some people loved it so much they would even come in and just hang out for lunch because it was such a healing space. Um, and so I think that as a result of the recession and just not having working capital, you know, there were some things in there that I needed to have in place and I just Unfortunately, I did not have those things in place at the time, and I lost everything. Wow. There wasn't enough money at the end of the month. Even though I was making money, I wasn't making enough money. Right. And so I ended up closing um, my business and foreclosing on my home, which left us homeless. Wow. Wow. Now, what was life, you know, even before that? Tell, tell us a little bit of your background. Like, who is Resurrection Graves? Ooh, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, when I was younger, I played basketball, and um, I was published as a writer um, at 12 years old. Um, and when I got older... I would say around, you know, 17, I realized that writing was really something I wanted to take very seriously. Um, And I felt a passion for it, and I felt very connected to it. And I realized that there was a gift, you know, there. Mm -hmm. At 12 years old, yeah. Huh? (laughs) At 12 years old. Oh, yeah. So I um, started performing on open mics and traveling up and down the East Coast and um, really just making a name for myself as a poet. And I was very successful with that. I placed in every competition that, um, you know, that I entered, you know, as a spoken word artist. But I always felt that I was more of a poet. I could do the performance poetry, but... um, you know, I was, I was more of someone you wanted to sit down with some tea and read. It, at least that's what I felt. Um, and then at some point, um, I, I just became really focused on raising my daughter. And I realized I couldn't travel the way that I really wanted to. And so I focused more on a small marketing company. I started a small business venture with a marketing, you know, my marketing background. And... And then from there, I ended up opening the massage center a few years later. So I sort of pulled in all of my, you know, expertise and opened the massage center. And I thought that was it. 
you know, that I would open healing centers and, you know, I would be really successful. But there were several things that I look back now and I realized that uh, that there were they were mistakes. But I wouldn't have known that they were mistakes unless I had gone through what I went through. Right. Right. Now, is there a particular, um, when you're talking about, you know, at 12 years old, you're already a published um, writer and entering all these contests and, you know, winning and traveling the competitions. Was there a particular category that was just like a passion that you love sharing? I mean, obviously, at that time, you weren't homeless at 12 years old. It was more in your adult life. But were you speaking about your trauma as um, a, the abuse that you endured as a child? Um, no. I I, were, I knew that I was going to write about that, but I wasn't ready to write about that at that age. Um, so my first published work was in a dance magazine. Um, and it was a poem. And so all of my work up until maybe nine years ago, what are we, 2016? Well, almost 10 years ago, because we're going into 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, everything up until 2006 was really poetry. And so, um, like I said, I was a professional poet and, um, you know, pretty known for that. I had written two poetry books. And, um, you know, really excited about what I was doing with my writing there. And then moved into going to school for massage therapy and getting a degree in massage therapy and opening the massage center. So when I became homeless, um, that was around 2009, like during the recession. Mm -hmm. And in 2006, I had opened up a one-subject notebook. I decided that I was going to write about my childhood, you know, write about overcoming sexual abuse and just a whole bunch of other things that, you know, were sort of flooding my mind. And so I sat down and I wrote from the first page to the last, and that became the first eight chapters of Identity Crisis, um, my memoir. And I sat it down. And when I became homeless three, you know, years later, I ended up opening that book again. And I felt like it was time for me to write my story. And so that was, while I was homeless, is when I wrote my, or finished writing my memoir. Finished writing it. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and take our first commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to have Rez share a little bit more about her book, Identity Crisis, where... Um, she talks a little bit more about her trauma as a child enduring um, sexual abuse and that how that healed and what process she took in healing. So when we come back, more with Rez. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges, or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with Grace, Gratitude, Love, and Joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past taught her the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. 
Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking on the link on the You Are Not Alone show page. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Welcome back. And for, our, for all of our listeners out there, continue to keep your questions coming in. I read a few of them on previous segments, so the more that I get, I'll go ahead and filter and read them on the air. If I choose your question live, I'll send you a personal autographed copy of You're Not Alone. So if there's a life challenge that you're going through and you're just seeking for some answers or advice, go ahead and keep them coming in. You can email it to Ford at joysofyah.com, and that's J-O-Y-S-O-F-Y-A-H dot com. Now back with our guest today, Resurrection Graves. You guys have might have seen her Featured on the Today Show, she's an entrepreneur, professional speaker, poet, and author. And just before the break, she started to share her story of how she finished her book, Identity Crisis, while she was in the transition phase of her life, um, going through some challenges of being homeless. So, Rez, let's pick up where you left off on, you know, why at that particular moment in time did you decide to share your story of childhood sexual abuse? Well, I felt like I was supposed to finish the book. That was what I felt like um, spiritually I was sort of hearing, that this was the, the time when I was supposed to finish the book and sort of deal with some um, some challenges that I was facing. So let me just sort of preface this by saying I, in my early 20s, had dealt with um, having been sexually abused and the many feelings around that, um, you know, having to choose to forgive the perpetrator and sort of going through a healing process, a very deep cleansing process um, mm-hmm. around what had happened to me. But there were remnants of, you know, my childhood that sort of trickled into family. And so um, I did not realize how dysfunctional or distant I was um, from my family. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when I became homeless, that was why I was homeless, because 
you know, I'm thinking, well, God, if anything ever happened to any of my siblings, they'd have somewhere to stay. Like, there's no question. Um, and that was not reciprocated. So it really sent me into this place where I needed to deal with some unresolved things that I didn't even know were that deep um, while going through the trauma of homelessness because a lot of people don't realize that, you know, homelessness has its own trauma, right? Right. And so um, in writing the book, dealing with, you know, some of the family issues, it did take me back to some of the things that had happened to me as a child, and I realized that there were some things that I needed to to sort of write about and to let out and then share with other people so that they could understand that healing is possible. Right, and, right. Um, and And so I hope I accomplish that with the book. I, I do get testimonials from people who have read the book that says that it, you know, has transformed their life in some way. And I feel very blessed that my story is able to do that. Right. Um, and what? It, how did you discover, you or if you can give us an example or two of what were some of the unresolved issues that you tied to your, you know, childhood abuse or other trauma that was connected to homeless, homelessness? And before you, I'll give you a minute to think about that, because from what I've learned, you know, from my childhood trauma of also being a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, is that I was able to tie some of my challenges to, um, you know, the loss, the abuse, and I guess stuff in my adult life too, such as, you know, being in a competitive Mm -hmm. corporate world, um, being an engineer. I I tied some of those experiences to what I call the, the symptoms or syndromes of being an alpha mom. You know, some of the symptoms would be saying yes to everything and, not knowing how to say no, and I discovered within myself, okay, why why did I do those things or allow those things? And it came down to discovering why I lack I lack boundaries because I just wanted to mm-hmm. be loved, accepted, and understood, or I wanted to feel connected and validated, and also to show love and care towards other people because nobody. Um, you know, did it for me. And the list goes on and on. It could be not knowing how to ask for help because I lacked the confidence because my confidence was stripped away from me at a very young age. You know, I can go on and on, but, mm-hmm. you know, with your case, you know, how how was it for you? Like, what were some of the unresolved issues? So, for me, um, let me just share this statistic with you, 97% of homeless mothers have experienced child sexual abuse and or rape, Um, 97%. And so when I became homeless, I felt like there was some connection, but I didn't know what it was. And once I found this study, I realized, you know, that sort of validated what my heart was telling me, which was, you know, I was homeless as a, a direct correlation to what had happened to me as a child. And how that manifested itself was because of the dysfunction that was in my family. So people were still broken. People were Mm -hmm. still not healed. Um, And, you know, healing is something that you have to grab hold of, that you have to seek after and receive, you know. Mm -hmm. And so some people are at a place where they're willing to go through their healing process and some people are not. And so what happened as it relates to my circumstances, 
was that there were a lot of people that were just broken and um, and hurt people hurt people, and and that manifested when I needed a place to stay and and no one was available um, for me, you know, in that way. And so I I make sure that I don't share my family's individual. Um, you know, challenges. I don't want to tell their story. I want to make mm-hmm. sure that I'm always telling my story um, as authentically as possible. But I will just say that, you know, being homeless, writing this memoir, you know, going back into my past and, and sort of connecting the dots, I realized that there was so much hurt that had been unresolved that that was a way that my life had been affected by child sexual abuse that no one ever talked about, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and so we needed for healing to take place, and, and that just really wasn't the time to deal with that. Again, you know, because I was homeless, I really needed to um, overcome that circumstance. But writing became um, such a healing journey for me, and I started blogging as a friend that... It's always very supportive of me and my writing, and she said, you need to write, you need to write it out, and rather than just journaling, why don't you write a blog? And so I wrote a blog. The blog reached, you know, a half a million views before I stopped writing on that particular uh, blog, and we were in 188 countries, and there were people from all over the world that were calling me to ask, you know, questions about how to overcome child sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And so from the book and the blog and, you know, it really propelled me into ministry, you know, without me realizing that um, I was beginning to realize or or beginning to walk into something that I was supposed to be doing anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Well, now, you know, I I encourage my listeners to take a holistic and empowered approach when dealing with life challenges when I say holistic it's all about mind body and soul and as well as addressing our emotions I mean in our previous segment you know with your background in massage therapy what are some other modalities would you recommend on you know resolving some of these issues and obviously the power of forgiveness is very powerful it could be massage therapy were there any other wellness or health modalities that you would recommend yeah, well, if we talk about massage therapy, there's a number of things that you can do. Um, but there's something called somatic emotional release, and that was an area that I felt very connected to because it brought healing to my clients. Um, that somatic emotional release uh, is is not so much a separate modality, but it's a function of massage therapy. So it's, it's something that um, the... Massage therapy, massage therapist needs to be in tune with, right, in order to do, to perform. Um, But you can certainly ask, and you should call and you should ask about um, somatic emotional release. Um, Myofascial release is also really good, and you need to get the toxins out of your body. So Mm -hmm. there are different modalities. You know, Thai massage is something that I specialize in as well, um, releasing those trickle points and those toxins out of your body really do um, help you in your healing process. 
Okay, great. And let's go ahead and take our break right now. And when we come back, I'm going to have Rez share more of Glory Soldiers. I'm going to have her explain what Glory Soldiers is about. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Joy's Gift is a 501c3 nonprofit that empowers women and youth to transition from tragedy to triumph, from loss or sexual abuse. Our program emphasizes a foundation of developing true self-mastery of independence, Our services provide a support system and infrastructure of wraparound resources for services focused on mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Restore someone's hope, love, peace, and help them develop self-mastery of independence by sharing your gifts with Joy's Gift at www.joysgift.org. That's joysgift.org. Our world is shrinking. We get information across the planet as fast and as easily as across the street. Lately, it seems as if none of it is good. The world has become so addicted to negativity, fear, drama, and our kids are learning fast. Are you worried about your teen? Do you know where they are, who they're with, and what they're really up to? Power of Peace Radio tackles real issues that are changing the minds of the next generation. Get involved in the conversation on Monday evenings with Kit Cummings. Pop Radio is about interrupting and redirecting those who are on a dangerous course and bringing light into dark places with powerful topics and real stories. We bring hope to those who need it most because hope is the new dope. Power of Peace Radio, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. We're back. We've been speaking with Resurrection Graves on our topic today, Learn from Those Who Have Overcome. And she definitely is a woman on a mission, has overcome many boulders of adversity from homelessness to childhood sexual abuse. So, Rez, tell us, what is Glory Soldiers Global? So, Glory Soldiers Global is uh, was really birthed out of the work that I was doing overcoming homelessness and dealing with uh, past child sexual abuse. Um, And we created this ministry, really it's a ministry, but created this charity organization for us to help individuals and families that are affected by homelessness and child sexual abuse. So we realized, as I said, 97% of homeless mothers have experienced child sexual abuse, and we really um, tap into the fact that homelessness 
maybe adult homelessness may be a direct result of child sexual abuse. Um, and so we work with people who are transitioning out of homelessness, that are in need of housing, that have families, are individuals. We don't discriminate at all. Um, we, In fact, I don't know any other organizations that provide social services, and they don't um, care where you have migrated from or where you, what geographical area you're mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. We just do not um, want to put limitations. So we provide social services and other support um, to help people to to really knock out all the barriers that would make them homeless again. Right. And what do you um, provide or coach or mentor to those individuals or families as far as not only the services, such as when they're transitioning um, and looking for housing or those other services, but the actual, um, you know, some of the stuff that you were able to resolve that was tied to where the trauma came from? You know, are you able to provide some of those health and wellness modalities or healing practices? Yeah, well, I offer pastoral counseling. So people come in and they tell me sort of what's going on with them, um, what has caused them to be in their current crisis. Um, Many times they will reveal that they experienced child sexual abuse, um, and so therefore they either can't go home or are not connected to family. Um, And so we deal with all of the issues. It's not a cookie-cutter plan, um, but we do have sort of an outline for our housing program, and it has worked to help people to save marriages and to get back on their feet, to get better employment. Um, It certainly is working, but we do customize what we do for each individual person. As far as the counseling is concerned, um, like I said, I sit down with people individually and find out what's going on um, in their past and in their present. And then um, it's sort of a spiritual way that I'm able to support them in, in getting through that time. Right. Um, and I also so believe that not your organization... No, go ahead. I was going to say that your organization, as well as yourself, you actually train other coaches or you speak at events, whether it's um, corporations or universities that actually use your curriculum, if I understand that correctly, right? Yeah, so I am um, a, a business and ministry consultant, which means that I will go into organizations and assist them with uh, improving different areas of their work with the homeless. Um, I go into churches and I help them with their outreach and benevolence ministries to make sure that they're communicating with each other. And we also work with their intercessory prayer ministries. We have something with Glory Soldiers that we're launching in 2016 called Maker at Midnight. And it's a midnight prayer that, um, that we do. And um, so that's sort of on the ministry side of what Glory Soldiers is doing. But, um, but yes, I speak all over the country, do keynotes, workshops, and also trainings so that we can help other nonprofit organizations to not focus on poverty management, but mm-hmm. really help people overcome, you know, homelessness. And the other thing that, that I do that I think is very niche um, is that I work with homeless entrepreneurs. So these are people that are sort of like me. They wrote a book while they were homeless. They were an entrepreneur when they became homeless. You know, whatever their circumstances are, um, but they have a business, a service, a product, or invention. 
and they really need help to learn how to to develop their business vision or to even scale it. And so wow. we work with homeless okay. entrepreneurs in that way. Okay. Now, what, how does that look? Is that more, is that included in the Glory Soldiers um, program or wraparound resources and services if one of the individuals mm-hmm. does decide, you know, decide to go on the entrepreneurial path of starting their own business? Are you guys equipped with um, funding them or providing mentorship to um, shepherd their way through that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do all of the training. So, so anything training and consulting we do in-house um, as it relates to funding, uh, that is something that we are looking to expand into 2016 uh, for those that are needing more of a um, shark tank type of approach where they may be looking for an investor or something like that. That is in the cards. Um, but right now we have some entrepreneurs that we are developing and training and, and sort of getting them to that place. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yep. So you're really developing um, true self-mastery of independence, it sounds like. Yeah, and, and our, our motto, you know, if you call it a motto, is, is that we want to make sure that people are healed, housed, and whole. And we also, you know, really focus on the spirit, soul, and body. We believe that people are three-part beings. Mm-hmm. And that comes from this scripture in First Thessalonians, Thessalonians um, 5.23, where it talks about us being a spirit, soul, and body. And mm-hmm. so we want to mm-hmm. make sure that we take care of people in every aspect of their being so that they can walk out of their, their trauma and, and the challenges of life and, and be whole. Right. Right. Um, And so Glory Soldiers cares very much about making sure that each of our clients experience wholeness before they sort of step back out into the world. Um, Yeah, I like that. You said healed, housed, and whole. I like that. Yeah, be healed, be housed, be whole. That's our our signature. (laughs) Wow, awesome. So what's coming up for Glory Soldiers in 2016? Yeah, so I mentioned we have um, Maker at Midnight, which actually there's a Twitter for that. At, it's at Maker at Midnight. Um, and that is a prayer service that we are beginning at midnight. Um, and you can go there to get more information on that. And then we also have another program that we are launching in 2016. And it's also um, more on the ministry side that's called... Um, Sabbath is still sacred, and we basically just believe that the day of rest is really important and that we need to sort of honor that time that we can rest and rejuvenate and mm-hmm. um, and sort of honor God. And so we have launched a, it's a Friday night event that we'll be doing um, around the, the Sabbath. And um, and then on the Glory Soldier side with working with the homeless and people overcoming child sexual abuse, um, we are really hoping to fund our housing program. Um, you know, we've been doing this work and doing it for the last four or five years. I've been volunteering pretty much full time in the organization. And, um, and so 2016, we have great expectation that we will be able to have a building um, a headquarters for Glory Soldiers and turn the headquarters also into an emergency shelter. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that'll also be the location where we run all of our programs out of. So right now, you know, we are going to different places. We're partnering with different organizations. And, um, but we don't have our own home. And mm-hmm. 2016, we're really focusing on um, being able to have our own home. We have a, a location in mind. So we're raising funds for that. <laughs> now, what about, I know you're you're heavily focused and passionate about Glory Soldiers, the charity and ministry, but I know, you know, on your end, you know, just resurrection by yourself, you also have um, a couple for-profit companies. What are those? Yeah, so I have a publishing company for all of my uh, writing called Somebody Say Word. Um, it's actually named after my open mic that I used to do. Um, and then I have Invincible Vision. Invincible Vision is a business consulting firm that I started um, where I would be able to, as an investor, as a business consultant, um, as a trainer, author, speaker, I would be able to operate and support people who are interested in being an entrepreneur um, to develop their vision. I really am a visionary. And, um, and and many people call me and ask me for help, and I just said, you know what, I need to sort of formalize this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I created some coaching packages, and, um, and and I love what I do on the for-profit side. So <laughs> I just, you know, I just realized that you're managing, you know, so much. Obviously, you're married, you've got a husband, you've got your daughter, you've got your nonprofit, yeah. and... <laughs> You're still writing and speaking. <laughs> then you've got you know, your, your consulting business. <laughs> I do have a lot going on. I have a great support system. What's, what's funny is that, um, you know, I am I'm working from home uh, this evening. And so I told my husband that I was going to be on, uh, you know, on the radio with you. And I just heard him about 20 minutes ago yelling upstairs trying to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm so glad you didn't hear it, but, you know, um, just managing my time is really important. I finished dinner tonight about 6.45. (laughs) Right, and you're on the East Coast. Yeah. (laughs) All right, one last question before we go to break. You know, your birthday is coming up, so what's the birthday campaign that I saw on LinkedIn all about? So for my birthday, which is New Year's Eve, everyone remember, please, no, My birthday is New Year's Eve. Really quickly, what um, what I would like, and it sounds really strange, but what I would like are scratch-off tickets. Um, I really have a goal for Glory Soldiers to have a he- uh, headquarters in 2016, and there's some, some things that we really want to do to scale Glory Soldiers, and, um, and then I have some high hopes for my for-profit company as well. So for my birthday, I'm sort of reaching out saying, hey, you know, um, if you're not able to make a donation um, if or if you're not comfortable with that, then maybe you'll just send me a birthday gift <laughs> and, and throw me some, some scratch-off tickets and we'll see what happens, you know. What, what are, explain to your audience what, what are the scratch-off tickets in the mail? So scratch-off uh, scratch tickets are, um, I guess, a, a lottery game that you can play, and, and either you win or you don't, and you don't really know how much you win. Um, but I thought this was a, a great sort of gift, or a lot of people give it as a gag gift, 
Um, but if you kind of Google birthday and then lottery scratch-offs, um, sometimes that gag gift turns out to be, you know, a, a really good winner. All right, simple enough. Way All right, we're going to go ahead and take fun. our commercial break and more with Resurrection. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges? Or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with Grace, Gratitude, Love, and Joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past taught her the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking on the link on the You Are Not Alone show page. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. We are back with Resurrection Graves from Glory Soldiers Global. And Res, you know, I forgot to ask you a couple of questions. Um, when you mentioned that you had, you know, you went through some mistakes that you learned along the way, obviously you didn't know unless you have, you know, went through it. What were some of those mistakes? So um, I actually did a video about this on uh, YouTube, um, on my YouTube channel. But one of the big mistakes was location, location, location. Um, I chose a location where I needed to pay less in a commercial lease because I thought I would be able to afford that rather than choosing a better location that costs more money. And, um, you know, what I've learned is that it would have been better for me to either not get the commercial lease at all or be in a better location. Oh, and pay the and extra price. Yes, yeah, that would have, that was a, a really big lesson. <laughs> yeah, a hard, a hard one to learn. Um, Are there any any other more that you would find, you know, beneficial to somebody who might be in the same situation or challenge? as an entrepreneur, yeah. like what were some of other things that you've learned? Some of the other things, um, and, and again, we're talking about the massage center. Um, so, you know, outside of the location, choosing the right location, um, I would have had more support up front. 
So many people that are starting a small business are able to pull in friends and family to support them. Um, their friends and family show up to stuff. And so this was also a symptom of, mm-hmm. you know, going back to that child sexual abuse and homelessness, you know. Um, and so I didn't have support. I didn't have family members that would come and volunteer or even work part-time for me or anything like that. In fact, my family actually never saw the massage center. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Did you Um, think that was, I'm going to go off on a little bit of tangent here, but did you think that was cause of the brokenness in healing, lack of healing in the family, or was it um, maybe an outcome? Like for me, I would say that you you know, for me, I didn't know how to ask for help because I lacked the confidence at one point because mm-hmm. it was stripped away from me. When somebody takes your innocence at a very young age, that comes with your confidence, your trust, and worthiness mm-hmm. and self-esteem. So did you experience mm-hmm. that yourself or was it something different? No, I, I think in this scenario, it was that um, they weren't interested. So it was um, a brokenness in the family. And- they, they, I'm talking about my family. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. weren't. They weren't interested. They, um, I think more so, they were looking to see me fail. And um, of course, if they were listening to this radio interview, they'd be like, "Oh my gosh," you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the truth is the truth, right? Right. Um, right. And so there was no investment um, in. Okay, this is something that could really succeed and be a family business. There was there was no interest in connecting in that way. And mm-hmm. so I, I feel that um, things were just really disconnected. Um, okay. And so they, okay. they sort of were living their own lives, and I guess they assumed I was living my, my own life. Um, so mm-hmm. asking for help really wasn't optional because they weren't interested. Okay. Now my follow-up question yeah. to that is, did you... You know, who were your mentors and coaches to help you along the way in, in figuring all this out um, in your journey? Who, who did you have to rely My on to basically create your own support network? Yeah, so, I mean, that's a fantastic question. And to be honest, that's the entire reason that I wrote the book, um, The Philosophy of Friendship, which um, George Frazier actually wrote me a really fantastic review on on that book. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, I know George. You know who yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> um so he he wrote a great review of that book. Um and and he also gave me um I was able to get some information from him that I had heard him in a keynote speech. Uh and so nobody else has this information and he allowed me to put it in in um in the book. So, you know, to that end, I wrote The Philosophy of Friendship because I felt like I did not have a network. I did not have um, connections that I needed. And, in fact, that's what I've noticed about most homeless people. It's not a statistic out there. But what I've learned in working with homeless people and out of my own experience is that most homeless people do not have what we call social capital. They don't have the connections in the community that would help them to overcome adversity or even to avoid, you know, certain levels of adversity, right? Right. Um, and, and so for me, um, I, I never, I've never had a coach. Um, life has been my mentor. You know, the things that I've gone through and been willing to, to sort of go through and come out the other side and overcome 
and those life lessons and my experience and the wisdom gained from that um, has been paramount for me. I do have, um, you know, what you call a spiritual father, you know, so I have someone mm-hmm. on the spiritual mm-hmm. side that um, I connect with and, and I can call at any time and spiritual mom, I, I do have that. Um, but on the business side, um, I just haven't had mentors um, along the way. Okay. Do you now? Do you have, or maybe not maybe in a, in a formal aspect of when I say coach and mentor, but did you, um, did somebody inspire you that you look up to, look up to when you were, you know, building your business and your brand? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, again, I'm a visionary. So, um, I need very little inspiration outside of what's going on in my heart and my head and my spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they stay pretty busy. Um, but I do certainly have people that I've paid attention to over the years and have admired something that they've done. Um, and so I've, I've picked up different things that I thought were really sensational. Um, and then most recently, you asked me if I have a mentor now, most recently we have not met to formalize the connection as of yet, but I did ask someone if they would be my mentor, someone that I interviewed, and, um, and he said yes. And mm-hmm. I, I just was floored because I've been looking for a mentor for 20 years, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and no one had stepped up and said yes um, until this point, so... Until you we'll ask, <laughs> you gotta ask. but he's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right. Now, Rez, um, what would you like to leave our audience with? One last nugget of wisdom, um, or where can they find more of your work upcoming, either with your nonprofit or for-profit um, projects coming up in the upcoming year? Where would you like for them to go? Yeah. So um, at Glory Soldiers on Twitter, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all that, Pinterest, um, and then at Resurrection on Twitter and all the social networks. Uh, It's a great way to keep in contact with me. We are, again, you know, working to build, you know, the the new website and have the headquarters and all of that for Glory Soldiers Global, Uh, but social network is is definitely a great way to stay connected to me. And in terms of wisdom, you know, moving forward, healing is so important. And what you're not willing to face today, unfortunately, it may show up in your tomorrow. Um, Mm -hmm. And what will you do when adversity hits? And at the same time that, you know, some adversity hits, you have to deal with something from your past. That's what happened to me when I experienced homelessness. I was then faced again with what had happened to me in my childhood because of those family relationships that were dysfunctional. So I just always encourage people, especially when I speak, um, to make sure that you are taking the time to assess where you are, you know, take an audit of your heart, and to be willing to go through your healing process to overcome anything that... um, could make you stumble stumble in the future. Great, great. And it's my honor and privilege to have you on with 
our episode today, Learn From Those Who Have Overcome. Alrighty, everyone, I'm April J. Ford here on Voice America, and you are not alone. I share my story and the show so that others can share their stories and have their glory, so that others don't have to experience the extremities of what I face, but would be able to take the fruit of my adversities and prosper with it. I give my permission to allow people to borrow my belief and faith. I give my love and light so that others can illuminate theirs. I share my joys and blessings so that others can share theirs and let others know you are not alone. And to receive your free weekly words of joy and info on how you can take part in the four-step process, go to feeljoyagain.com. We appreciate your joining us this week for You Are Not Alone. Please tune in for another edition with host April J. Ford next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to talk again next week.